Hello, Mama! I hope your day is beautiful and glorious and I'm having a really great day over here. So hope you're joining me in that. I'm so excited to come to you as always today. I feel like I'm getting in a rut with starting these episodes though. Like, it's literally the same thing every time. Ah, send me some ideas. How do you want me to start it? Ooh, let's get creative. <laughs> okay, but first of all, if you can hear some crazy noise in the background, I apologize. We're having some work done on our broken fence that's been broken for far too long, but finally it's being fixed. So I am excited and hopefully it's not distracting to you. Um, but even more importantly than that, before we jump into today's episode, which is going to be all about how can we hand over control to God? How do we surrender our fear to him? How do we surrender the worries and the heaviness to God? And I think this could not be more of a relevant topic today with everything happening in our world with the shootings and sickness and just chaos everywhere. Um, I think this is something we all struggle with in different moments in different ways. And so I'm excited to share with you, you know, my two cents on it and hope that it can challenge you to take a step further with God. Um, but before we jump in, I have a huge announcement. I've been telling you for so many months, I am relaunching the Morning Mama Academy and finally the dates are here. So get excited. It is launching August 8th. I'm so stoked. This is going to be such an amazing session. I'm going to be telling you more about the Academy in the upcoming weeks if you don't remember me talking about it from months ago. And I'm going to be bringing some former students on so that they can share their experience in the academy. And I'm just so excited. I really am so excited for it again. So if you want to be, you know, that early bird that makes sure you get the spots, very limited spots. So make sure you head over to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. That's morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. And I have a little landing page over there for you. It's um, not super pretty, but Someday I'll have a really cool, beautiful, peaceful website. But for now, this works. It gets you the information. Um, and you can read all about what the Academy is all about. And then you can fill out an application and be the first to, to get that in so you can make sure your spot is secured. And I'm just so excited. So get your expectation up if you've just been needing to dive deeper into healing and to dive deeper into what God has for you. The Academy does it all. We begin uh, by healing from your past and we use uh, the restoration theory and developing your pain and your peace cycles to really help you understand what happened, understand what you're feeling now, understand why you keep responding and reacting in these same ways. And it's such a powerful tool. If you haven't tried it before, everyone I've ever introduced it to is blown away by it. I didn't create it. It was created by Dr. Terry Hargrave. He's an amazing uh, therapist and researcher and it's incredible stuff. So we're going to go into that and then we go into crafting a healthy, joy-filled present so that you can live your best mom life. You're not consumed by the chaos. You're not stuck in unhealthy relationships and you don't know where to go. We really go into every relationship and kind of uh, comb through it all so that you can be aware of things that are sucking your energy and sucking your joy and ways that you can set up healthier boundaries or dive in more deeply. Maybe you're not being vulnerable somewhere. Um, we go everything from extended family 
family relationships to marriage to parenting uh, to friendships to all of it and even relationship with yourself so it's so good and then we touch on at the end stepping into your calling because that's what it's all about right God wants to work inside of you he wants to heal you and do things there but he also wants to work through you he has a mission for you on this earth and he wants you to be healthy and filled up with his spirit so that you can go out and do that work and it's so important so we are going to talk about spiritual gifts and about what is on your heart to do in this world and how you can step into that and get past the fear and get past the roadblocks and begin to live out that calling that God has for you. So it's a full experience past present future and it's it was such an amazing journey last time i can't wait to run it again with you so make sure you get your application in i'm so excited okay and please email me if you have any questions support at morningmama.co i would love to answer them um yeah it's been such a great experience so i'm excited all right well without further ado let's jump into today's episode Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so we are diving into a not so light topic today. Um, we, I got this question from various people, you know, it's kind of just been a season of heaviness, I think, for so many of us with COVID and everything that came with that. And then there's been so many shootings lately in New York and Texas, and um, there's been murders I've heard about on the news. It's just crazy things are happening all around us. And for us that, you know, are Christ followers, this comes as no surprise, you know, God, the Bible tells us that things are going to get worse before Jesus comes back and it and all the tears are gone and all the pain is gone. But so we know this is part of living in this world. This world is not ours and God created it, but Satan is the ruler of it. And we know who wins in the end. We know God is the one on the throne. And that's what we're going to kind of dive into a little bit today. But because the earth is Satan's playground and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We know there is going to always be destruction and chaos and brokenness and sin and darkness that is going to surround us. This is inevitable. We, we can't close our eyes to this. We can't pretend it's not true. We can't uh, sugar coat it, sugar wash it, whatever that saying is. Like It's there. And if we try and do those things and try and close our eyes and try and hide from it all, we're actually not being fully faithful to God's call to us. Because just like I was saying, if you listen to the little tidbit about the academy, is we are all called to be on mission in this world. And if we're hiding our faces and hiding ourselves from the pain and the brokenness in the 
the world, then we are not on mission for God. Now, everyone's mission is going to look a little bit different. And, and whatever part of the darkness God calls you to bring the light to, it's going to be different. But we are all called to take part in that, to bring the light of Jesus into this world. And so that means being in a relationship with those who are struggling, who are walking in darkness. This means being hands and feet of Jesus for the hurting and broken people in our world. And so we can't, the solution is not just to hide our eyes. It's not just to hide under the covers or just to stay in our churches and close our eyes. And I mean, even church is not always a safe place for that. But even if we wanted to try, that's not the solution. That's not what God calls us to. And so we've got to figure out a different solution because we can't hide. It's not going away. This is here. And so this is such an important struggle that we all have to face and wrestle with on our own so that we can not be consumed by fear. That fear is one of the biggest things I have seen come in these recent years that people have been consumed by it and they've shrunk back because of it. And they're they're just living in this bubble of safety and comfort because there's been so much and that feels like the only option. But Christian, I, I want to remind you that's again, not what God has for us. There's so much more. So we've got to talk about how to handle this fear, how to fully surrender it, surrender our worries, surrender our fears, surrender all of the what ifs our mind can constantly come up with, especially as moms. And we've got to figure out how to hand it over to God. And so I have some thoughts to share with you. And I've really kind of got on my own journey with this as well. But before we dive in, I just want to first say (laughs) there's no one, two, three step to this. There's no easy shortcut. Let me just, you know, do it real fast. What we're going to talk about today is a, a deep, heavy work that you are going to personally have to wrestle through with God. And there is no shortcut. There's no easy path. It is a heavy, uh, sometimes dark journey, but it's, it's an important one that's essential that we go on it. And so I have some, you know, tips for you, specific tips that you can use to battle this, as well as just some some deeper thoughts on it. But it's not going to be simple or easy. You have to be ready to do the work. But that's that's the only option, because the other option, again, is just to sit in the darkness, hide and uh, miss. The world's going to miss out on everything that we have to offer, all the gifts God strategically put inside of you that the world needs. And so we have to do this work. So if, if it feels overwhelming, if it feels heavy, make sure you're doing this in community. Make sure that you have people that are surrounding you that are also doing this work because you can't do it alone. That's We're not meant to do it alone. It's a deep, long process you're going to have to go on. Uh, it's also a daily surrendering forever. So you're going to go on this deep, long process, and hopefully you'll find some breakthrough in that. And I, I, in my own walk, have found that breakthrough. But at the same time, these fears definitely come up in different moments. And so it has to be a daily surrender for the rest of my life where I say, God, you're in control and I trust you and I give it all to you. And I am not going to let my fear, I'm not going to let my worries control me or lead me or, or consume me. And so for the rest of your life, it's going to be that daily surrender. And then some of the, you know, more um, quick tips, if you will, because people always want those quick tips. A lot of those are probably, and we'll get to them, but probably a lot of the things you've heard me say again and again, it's kind of some of the basics of our faith, but I'm going to share them with you so that you have those because they're important. Even though they're basic, they are essential. They're basic because they are essential. So those are a few thoughts I have on that. But 
just to share a little bit about my journey on this, someone asked me, how do we surrender to God? How do we truly let go of control and surrender? And, you know, the first thing that I thought of, and if you haven't heard me share about this, um, I really encourage you to go back and listen to episode two. Really, this, this story is the whole reason I started this podcast. But I, you know, was pregnant back in 2020, and I went through a miscarriage. And that was the season where I truly and finally fully began to trust God, that I actually learned how to let go of control, that I actually knew how to step out of anxiety, how to step out of that fear and fully just wrap my arms, let God wrap his arms around me and sit in his lap and say, okay, God, you're in control. I I don't know better than you. Because isn't that what we do when we're worrying and we're fearing? We feel like we know better than God. We feel like we have to uh, go ahead of him. We feel like we have to plan and and strategize so that we can keep ourselves safe or keep our kids safe. And we have to, to map everything out. But we have to remember that God goes before us. And he promises to never leave or forsake us. And so we have to trust that. And so for me, this miscarriage actually showed me that I could trust God. Now, I've been walking with God my entire life. I mean, I had a lot of tumultuous years where I kind of would rebel from God and, you know, run away, but, but I've known him my whole life. And so in my mind, I knew I could trust him. I, it was, it was like a head knowledge, but I wasn't even completely aware of how much that head knowledge didn't fully get to my heart and my spirit. And there was a gap there. And so you know, when I was pregnant now, I've never been super consumed by a fear of a miscarriage, but it's always something in the back of my mind. It's always, you know, a little thing I have to push down, a little voice that comes up, what if, and I have to push it down, you know, again and again. And so it, it was, it was something I was scared of, but I always thought, no, it would never, it would never happen to me, you know, and then it did at 12 weeks and it was, heartbreaking and so painful and so hard. But in the middle of it all, I felt and saw God's mercy and his tenderness and his love for me more than I have ever in my entire life. And I saw his healing work before my eyes. I saw my pain so quickly transformed into so much joy and so much growth and so much faith. Like it was absolutely insane. And, and that very hard moment turned into one of the best seasons of my entire life. I got on fire for God after that. And I just felt this urge to tell everyone about Jesus and to help them walk in purpose and healing and to live out the life they were created for. And here we are. (laughs) That's why we're here today. And so this horrible thing, the worst possible scenario, right? Like the worst possible thing happened. And yet it turned, God turned it into the very best season of my life. And so I came out of it saying, what do I even know about what there is to fear? What do I know? I thought this was to fear. I thought I should fear losing my child. Now, I'm going to pause for a second, and I'm not trying to minimize at all the pain of losing a child or any other pain of what you might have gone through. And I know what I walked through might not even compare even a little bit to what you have walked through. And I am so sorry for what you've been through. And I am not for a second trying to say you should brush over it or that it's not significant. 
But what I have found is that that pain becomes the most healthy and beautiful and rich soil that God could ever create to build something in, to, to help beautiful things grow out of it. Because he has that power and he promises us, as we are his children, he promises to turn all things for the good of those who love him. And so for me, this moment of surrender, that is how I found it. I found it in the middle of heartbreak. I found it in the middle of the worst possible thing happening. I found it in the middle of trauma. That is where I found out how to let go of control, how to give it to God, how to surrender it to him. And so for any of you that have walked through that or something else, I want to tell you that God wants to heal you and he wants to redeem that and turn it into something beautiful. And, and the thing that actually might make you not want to surrender, the thing that might hold you back and make you feel like you have to be in control and you have to take charge and go ahead of God is actually the thing that can help you surrender the most. Because you have to let, but first you got to let God do his work. And you have to sit back and watch him heal you and sit back and watch him redeem that pain. And I really believe that the deeper the pain, the more potential and powerful purpose that can come out of it. And the more potential growth. And so for any of you that find yourself right now in the middle of a, a difficult moment or even just a hard season, don't look down on that. Don't just try and rush through it and try and get past it and just kind of keep your head down while you're going through it because that actually holds the most potential for your growth and for your well-being. And the most possible fruit can come out of that season. Now, it's not easy. I have just in these past months found myself in just a very hard season where I felt all of just what makes me up just felt like it was gone. Like my energy, my joy, my motivation, my drive, my dreams, my passion. I don't know where it was. <laughs> I'm still processing it all with God, but it was gone and it was horrible. And I just felt ugh all the time. I didn't look forward to anything. I didn't get excited about anything. And I just wanted to be out of that season. I just was wanting to be done with it. God, when is this going to be over? I just want to be through it. And so I get that in the middle of those seasons, it's so hard to look for the fruit and to keep seeking God and to keep praising him and to, to work, to grow and to not let that time just waste away. But when we hold strong, God will bless us and God wants to grow us through that. It goes back to that verse I share with you often because it's one that God always wants to remind me of. James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And that is such a challenging verse, but it's so true. But we have to let it. We have to see those situations as joy or choose joy in the midst of them, even when they don't feel good. So that is the beginning of it is to look at those hard seasons and don't look at them as proof that we can't trust God, but actually look at them for potential of what God wants to do in our lives and how God wants to show us that we actually can trust him more than we ever imagined. And so this is where the deeper work comes in. You have got to do some major wrestling and really figure out for yourself if you believe that you can really and truly trust God. Do you believe that at the core of you, at the 
the deepest part of your heart that you can really, truly trust God. Even if the worst case scenario happens, even if it is not how you expected it, even if it's not in your timing, even if you are hurting and in pain, can you still trust God in those moments? Do you really trust that God is truly in control and that he has the best things for you and that he is constantly working on your behalf to turn all of that brokenness into beauty? Do you really believe that he has a final word? Do you believe that even when we don't understand what's happening, that he is good? That he is only good? Do you believe that? And I want to challenge you to really dive into that question. Take it to God in prayer. Journal about it. And not, you know, not just for one day. Let this be a season of journaling about that question and reflecting on it and praying on it and asking God to show you where you might not be trusting. Asking God to, to show you the things that might have happened in your past that you're just allowing to, to taint your view of God. To put these little black marks on your trust for him. And maybe you don't even realize you've done that. And so take that question and run with it. Go, go with some friends, get in your small group and talk about how you're wrestling through that question. Talk with your friends, talk with your pastors, go deep and figure out the answer to that question, because that is where the surrender comes in. And that's what I'm saying, friends, that, you know, you're asking, how do you get to this place of surrender? And really it is a journey and, and heavy work that you've got to just wade through. Remember though, sin is real. Sin is the reason the world is full of pain and darkness. Enemy has rule over this world. And so there's going to be tears and there's going to be heartbreak and tragedy and darkness. It's going to be there. But remember that God is on the throne and God is in the middle of your wilderness. I actually was, you know, in the middle of this season I've been in. I recently saw this post. I think it was from Craig Rochelle. Uh, He was reposting someone else's sermon. And she was talking about someone that is in the middle of the wilderness. She talked about how, how God is in the middle of your wilderness. That just because you're in the wilderness season doesn't mean that God is absent. It doesn't mean that you're away from God's will. It doesn't mean that he's somehow left or you've somehow missed the mark. Because she gave the example of Jesus. And right after the Holy Spirit came and baptized Jesus, and the Holy Spirit was with Jesus, right after that, Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days, into the wilderness for 40 days, to be tempted and to suffer, essentially. And so we know that God was with him. God was not absent from him. I mean, he is God, but also the Holy Spirit was with him. And so it's this reminder that even in the middle of the wilderness, God is there. And it doesn't mean you're off the mark. It doesn't mean the reason you're in that wilderness is because you have strayed from his path. She said this, that you might be in the perfect center of God's will and still be in the wilderness. So be reminded of that. And I just have a few just thoughts and tips for you to take to practically be able to battle this. Because again, it is a deep work you have to do, but it's also daily moments that you have to do. So the first one, heard it said by me and many others all the time, but it's it's so true, is get your armor up. 
You have to have your spiritual armor on. This is a non-negotiable. How are you going to be in this world in battle all the time where, you know, the fiery darts of the enemy are flying at you? How can you do that if you don't have your armor on? So you've got to be in the word of God. You've got to be following God's commandments. You've got to be in prayer. You cannot be successful without getting your armor on. And just a quick tip with that is to find one verse that reminds you of God's truth over your concern. So whatever your big worry is, whatever your big thing, the fear is that that you battle with at night and that keeps you hiding and in shackles, whatever that is, find a one verse that speaks to that specifically and memorize it and put it on your mirror and put it on your phone and put it everywhere and use it. The sword of the spirit is God's word. That's our one offensive weapon when we're battling the enemy. And so use it like a weapon. When that fear comes into your mind, take your sword out, say that verse out loud. I promise you there's so much power in that. So that is, that is one thing you have to do is to daily surrender, to let go of control. You've got to get your armor up, even when you're not feeling it. You know, maybe there are some days you're in God's word or even you're reciting that verse and you don't feel it. That is okay. Keep going. The power doesn't just lie in our emotions. The power is there even when we don't feel the power. And so just stand confidently that God's word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and just stand in that confidence even when you're not feeling it. All right, the next tip I have for you is to ask yourself the question, and this can be a little challenging, but ask yourself the question, what is the worst case scenario? And maybe you already know this, maybe you've rehearsed it a million times, but I really think that being specific about what that worst case scenario is, it can be scary and it can be a horrific thing, but it removes some of that ambiguity of this feeling of fear and overwhelm that we can get to when we hear about all these reports of what's happening in the world and we think about our kids and we think about our family and it just gets overwhelming. And so get specific about what that worst case scenario is. You know, for me, it's not my death. I know that, you know, when I die, go be with Jesus and it's going to be great. And now there's work on this earth I want to do and relationships I want to be investing in. So I don't want to go there yet, even though it would be amazing. But if I do, that's okay. But for me, the worst case scenario is if one of my children dies, just to spell it out, right? Like, and these are the things we imagine in our minds all the time, but we might not put words to them because it feels like if we say it out loud or if we really allow ourselves to form a thought around it, it feels like it's somehow going to make it happen. And that's superstition, friend. That's that's not from God. And so let yourself think about that specific worst case scenario. What is it that would happen? And it's for me that my child, one of my children would die. And now I, I cannot fully imagine what this would feel like. And I really don't want to. I, and for any of you that have walked through this, I'm so sorry. And your pain, I, I cannot even begin to, to bear it. But even though I don't want to go there, I for just a moment, I let myself go there. And I imagine that happening. And I, I ask myself, even then, can I trust God? Even if that happens, what then? And I see myself in that pain and that brokenness and that hole that will never be filled. But then I'm reminded of a good God that redeems all pain and that uses all of that pain for good. And so I imagine how he's going to walk me through that season 
and heal me and then probably help me walk other mamas who have walked through that, help them walk through that healing. And wow, what a privilege that would be. Don't ever want to be in this situation, but what a privilege it would be to get to be there for someone else. And so that's how I do it. I know that God has me. I know that God has my children. And another thing, kind of a, a second part to this is, is whatever your struggle is. Now, don't go too down, far down this rabbit hole that, you know, you get consumed with just reading these stories again and again, and it just kind of fuels your fear. But learn some of the stories of people that have walked through your worst case scenario fear. You know, because for me, again, it's from about my child. And I I haven't read the book, but I've heard him uh, at, a, at a conference briefly talk about it. Uh, Levi Lesko has lost a child and he wrote a book called Through the Eyes of a Lion. And I still need to read it. I'm probably avoiding it because I just know I'm going to be crying my eyes out, but I heard him talk at a conference and he talked about how when he lost his child, it was right around Christmas time and they went to the hospital and he had his other kids with him and they had four kids going into the hospital and they had three kids when they left and how heavy and heartbreaking that was. But he said when they got the news, they were devastated. Of course, in ways we can only imagine, most of us. But you know what they did then? They praised God. Right in the middle of that hospital room, they threw up their hands and they praised God. And you know why they did that? Because they knew they had nothing to fear. The pain is real, and that's not going away. But they knew that God was bigger than this, that God is still on the throne. God is still in control. And even though they might not understand it right now, God is in control. And so they can praise him in the middle of the darkest storm they could have ever imagined. And I can't even imagine how many people his story has impacted. I know it's impacted me and I haven't even walked through that, but it has helped me just even release more fear because I am reminded, okay, if they can have faith like that, I can have it too. So read some stories of those that have walked through that tragedy, but but not just stop there, that they've come out on the other side victorious, that God has redeemed it, that God has healed them, that they were able to praise God. And maybe it wasn't right away. Maybe for them, it was a longer journey, but that they came out on the other side and they saw God's hand and mercy and, and their faith grew ultimately because of it. And that also brings me to the next one. Exactly what they did in that hospital room in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your fear, in the middle of everything that that wants to take you down, you have to keep worshiping. Do not stop. Do not slow down your worship. Do not let it uh, get smaller or less because you're in pain or you're worried. Sing louder. Sing more. There's so much power in worship. It aligns our hearts with God. It's like a spiritual chiropractor that gets our hearts and our minds into alignment with the truth of God. And so there is so much power in that. So sing praises to a good God who deserves your praise, who deserves your praise even when you cannot see or feel his goodness. He deserves your praise. And not only is it going to bring glory to him, but it will heal your soul in the middle of it. It will give you that courage. It will give you those eyes you need to walk through life with. Do not stop. Keep worshiping. 
And the last thing I have for you, I kind of already mentioned in the beginning, but it's so important. Just be in community. I talk about this all the time, but we are not meant to do this life alone. You have to be planted, rooted deeply in a church. That is God's plan for you. That is where you're going to thrive. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. So you need to be in a church and in relationships. You need to be in a small group. You need to be serving. This is how you stay healthy. And you don't back down when you're in the middle of a hard season. In fact, you lean in more. And I know that's hard. I know that's vulnerable. I know that feeling of wanting to shrink back when things feel yucky and you want to hide it and you just want to isolate. But that is what the enemy wants you to do. He loves when you isolate. He can get at you so much harder when you isolate. And so don't do that. Press in deeper into relationships. Let people in your world that are healthy, God-fearing people, let them know what you're going through, what you're struggling with. Be specific and don't be afraid to reach out to them. And there's so much power in voicing your fears and, and putting them into words and sharing them. When it, when it comes into the light like that, there's, you're going to feel so much power over them. And then maybe someone else in your group too has struggled with that same thing and they can share with you how they've overcome it or what it's looked like for them. Or at least you just know that you're not alone. So make sure you are deeply rooted in healthy community. Fight for this, whatever it takes. I don't care what season you're in, you've got to be in community. That's the only way you're going to be able to fully surrender to God and let him have control. Okay, well, I, I hope that you go and do some deep work. I know this isn't like a quick, again, one-two answer. We're like, great, now I know how to surrender completely. But these are things that you're going to have to do, that you're going to have to get your heart in alignment with in order to do this work. And, and again, spend some time in your journal in prayer doing this deeper work and, and trying to figure out the answer to this question. Can I really trust God no matter what? Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for who you are, God. I thank you that you are a God of the impossible. You are far bigger than we ever imagined, God. We, we often make you so small and we, we put you into our pocket. We put you into the margins of our life, God. But you are the God of the universe. You created the heavens and the earth. You, you know all of the stars by name. You know how many hairs are on our head, God. You are so much bigger and loving than we can imagine. And so, God, we put you on the throne again, God. You've never left it, God, but we've taken you off, God, and we can confess for doing that, God. We confess we've put our fears on there. We've put our control on there, God. And But we want you on the throne, God, where you where you belong, God. And so we please forgive us, God. Help us to, to keep putting you there and, and know that we are safe with you, that you are taking care of us. You are going before us, God, and coming behind us, God, and that you love us so deeply that we don't ever have to worry, God. And thank you that you redeem all pain, Lord. I just pray for any hearts that are hurting right now, God, that you would just whisper to them something that's going to help them know and see that there's a light, God, at the end of the tunnel, God, that, that you're working and you're healing and you're moving and this is not the end of the story. God, thank you that that pain and darkness is never the end of the story. And so, we, we God, we trust you. I pray that every mama listening would take one more step into trust with you, God, that they would know more deeply, God, that you are in control and that we can trust you. And I just pray for healing over the hearts of those who have experienced brokenness, God. This world is so painful, God, and it is so hard and heavy and messy, God, but it's not too big for you, God. And so we just lean into that trust and we love you and we thank you and we worship you, God, in the middle of it all. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.